Welcome to Good Money Moves, featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome to Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell, along with Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union here on News Talk, 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning, Jenna. Good morning, Andy. Well... On Good Money Moves last week, we talked about tracking your spending. What important money topic is on the agenda for today? Yeah, so every year in April, credit unions across the U.S. celebrate Youth Financial Literacy Month. Oh, nice, yeah. Yeah, and First Lines, of course, takes a big part in that. We get really excited about this month. Um, And for us, every credit union kind of does something a little bit different to celebrate. But for us, we kind of have some goals around education um, for Youth Financial Literacy Month. And and it's kind of twofold. So first, we want to educate parents on the importance of teaching financial literacy to their kids. And then also help kids understand these important financial topics. Yeah. So this year, to celebrate this special month, First Alliance partnered with Rochester Mom um, to create a virtual skill-building event, is what we're calling it, to help both kids and their parents learn um, these important financial literacy skills and then put them into action. So the skills of saving money, spending wisely, and then also sharing money. And as you go through this this month-long event with us you'll have chances to win prizes that always helps it does. A little carrot. Yeah. <laughs> some nice prizes too so uh, if you're interested in participating in this event um i just have to plug this because i'm i worked so hard on putting this together with becky over at rochester mom um so i really want everybody to check this out um visit the rochester mom website rochestermom.com or follow first alliance credit union or rochester mom on social media facebook instagram or we're um, sharing the information across those channels as well. But that brings me to our topic today, which is actually what you asked me about before I got so excited <laughs> about this other thing that we have going on. Um, so in honor of Youth Financial Literacy Month, I did want to take some time to talk about the importance of teaching your kids financial literacy and how you can use the Save, Spend, Share model to teach your kids these skills on an ongoing basis. I love this topic. Yeah, it's uh, it seems to be missing a lot. I, I I remember as a kid when my my folks would uh, you know we it was a big deal to go down and open up your first savings oh, account. Oh yeah, and then to go through the whole process of keeping track of how much money you had in there, and we learned all the different things about interests and how you know make sure you save at least this much. Yeah, it's yeah, it it's, it's, it's such very a important. Yeah, it's not that it's not, it doesn't take very long for the future to come and, and have that foundation be so important for the for the young adult. And uh, yeah. it sounds like a great partnership as well with Rochester Moms. Yeah. So maybe we'll just dive right into it. And I, I mean, to me, the answer is obvious, but I'm going to ask the question to you, Jenna, because I'm sure you'll be able to explain it in a very, very, very great fashion. Why is it important to teach kids these financial skills? Yeah. Well, I mean, really, the short answer is because of everything that we talk about on this show every week, (laughs) right? I mean, we've shared some scary statistics. We've shared 
you know, just basic money skills that sometimes feel really like just a no brainer to you. But honestly, Andy, I think you and I are kind of outliers when it comes to having these skills taught to us as kids. Um, the, uh, the term is nerds. Yeah, we're money nerds. <laughs> yeah, budgeting nerds. <laughs> yeah, but the reality is most people aren't taught these skills um, because no one ever taught their parents and then their parents never taught them and it just kind of is this cyclical thing where you know and dealing with finances is a, really just a daily part of adult life right and it's not something that's taught in school only about 16 percent of high school students are even required to take a personal financial right. course in the united states so it's very small um and like I said, it's often not taught to us by our parents even, right? Other than maybe indirectly through just watching them make financial choices growing up. I mean, I, it just take a minute to stop and think, where does your financial knowledge come from? Did your parents actually sit down and talk to you a lot about money and making smart financial choices? Or did you just kind of have to figure it out along the way? Well, a lot of um, households, the idea of talking about money is off the table. It's one of those things you don't talk about. Exactly. Uh, they, a, lot, a lot of parents feel that money is not their children's business or that financial matters are just too complicated for their kids to understand. They don't want to stress them out. They don't want that, you know, the thought of money to be a burden on their kids, um, especially when it comes to things like debt or unexpected expenses, um, which, you know, their heart in the right place, you know, oh, let's, you know, baby my babies, right? But the problem with that approach is that it's difficult, if not impossible, for kids to grasp the value of money properly if they're not involved in money management at some level as kids. Otherwise, it's um, you're 18 years old, you're going off to college, you've got this mm -hmm. much in your bank account, see you later. Right. And, and that's expect when, it to go uh, well. <laughs> yeah, it usually doesn't. It usually doesn't, which is sad. Um, money is a tool that can have a very positive influence on somebody's life. But if it's not properly managed, it, it quickly becomes a burden and a source of frustration and stress. Stress, um, big time stress. Yes. Yeah. So teaching money skills to your kids is going to really help promote habits that are going to serve them well their entire lives. Right. So you really do have to start talking to your kids about money at a very early age um, to help them really understand some some core financial literacy skills, right? The value of a dollar and earning that dollar, how to save for goals, how to spend responsibly, how to manage a budget. And I, yes, these are all things that kids okay. can learn to do. So how young? I mean... Well, I'm, you can really start as young as preschool age just by teaching them the different values of money of coins sure. and dollars and helping them count those um and then it, you can kind of slowly build and grow on those things as they yeah the, even know. the basic premise of what we use money for exactly so research repeatedly shows that teaching children about money builds a foundation of good financial literacy and gives them a a stronger ability to manage their finances later in life. Um, it's it's really essential for children to learn about money because it will help them live a successful life. So they'll be secure in the knowledge that they're financially stable. Um, they'll have a genuine respect for the value of the money that they earn, which are all good things. You want your kids to know that. 
But if you yourself were never taught how to manage money, how are you supposed to talk about these concepts confidently with your own kids? Sure. Right. Um, So this is where the model of save, spend, share comes in, um, which is what we're going to be focusing on today. Um, It's really one of the simplest, most effective ways to teach your child of any age basic money management skills. Right. So this concept really encourages kids to budget the money they have from things like gifts or an allowance. Um, And when and we'll obviously dig into the details of each of these um, later in the show here. But as a general rule, when we're teaching this concept, we recommend that you have your kids put 25 percent of the money they have into savings for a goal. 70% they can spend however they want, and then 5% of that goes towards sharing. Um, so, like I said, we're going to dig into each of those categories uh, later in the show here. But uh, teaching your kids um, the importance of this save, spend, share at a really young age is going to kind of sow the seeds of financial literacy and really help them understand how to manage money and reach their financial goals. And to make good money moves. Of course. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be right back. Janet Talbot from First Alliance Credit Union with us on Newstock 1340, Carol C.A.M. and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Janet Talbot from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. It's spring tune-up time at Northern Tool and Equipment. Bring in your lo- and Janet Talbot from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Financial literacy for parents and the children. I love this topic. Yeah. So this save, spend, share. It sounds like a great way to talk about money with the kids. Now, even if you don't have a solid handle on your finances, you can even follow this for yourself, I imagine. Absolutely. Maybe, Chen, if you could break it down a bit explain a little bit more about the save part yeah yeah so first i want to say that saving money is the most important skill that you will ever teach your child so pay close attention to this portion of the show (laughs) so the ability to save money as an adult is going to make the difference between being debt laden and feeling financially stable it's that's a fact um And saving money also leads the way to creating a more positive mindset about money for your kids overall. Um, Teaching this skill, however, teaching your kids to save money isn't always easy, right? Most children's first instinct is to spend every dime they get as fast as they possibly can on what seems like silly things to us. Are you sure you're talking about kids? Well, yeah. I'll look in the mirror. I'll say that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's why we're talking about this today. Okay. <laughs> so, to I mean, to try to combat this, like these impulse spending things that kids get into and sometimes carry over into adulthood, right? Sometimes parents will take a small portion of, you know, that birthday money that their kids got. They'll take it away from them and stuff it in a savings account for them um, and not really talk about it with their kids. They'll just kind of automatically do it for them. Um, 
the which is fine. It's great. You're saving. You're saving for your kids. You're putting some money away from them. That's always a good thing. But the the problem with this method is that it's going to create this view of savings that is just another one of mom and dad's rules. Okay. That it's this forced savings plan. So this method makes it really difficult for kids to see the value in savings. So from the child's point of view, it becomes saving means mom and dad taking their birthday money and they're never going to see that money again. It doesn't feel, you know, they don't feel involved in the process. So when we look at this from the save, spend, share model, you actually teach savings by having your kids set goals. So with the save, spend, share model recommends, as I mentioned earlier in the show, that you have your child put aside at least 25% of the money they receive, whether that's from allowances or birthday gifts, you know, wherever they get their money from. Um, just as a side note, I want to, I've mentioned allowances a couple times in the show now. So um, if you have questions about that, we actually did a, a show episode 60, where we kind of talked a little bit about how to decide whether or not to give right. your kids an allowance um, uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So go back and listen to that. If you want to know more about whether or not to give your kids an allowance, that's a, it's a great tool um, in that episode that we talked through. Um, but so instead of taking that money and saving it for your child, right, the safe start spend approach gives your, your kids some control and connection to saving their money. Um, so setting a savings goal, right, with your kid doesn't have to be overly complicated either, right? I mean, they, they, they don't want a house. Right. <laughs> so Nintendo, whatever it is, or and, Xbox, Yeah, they want a Nintendo. Or... They want a new bike. They want, you know, all kinds of things. So sit down with them. Have them think about one or two things that they want but cost more than they would typically receive for their birthday or for an allowance when it comes to money, mm-hmm. right? So a new bike, that Nintendo Switch, whatever it is. And then every time they receive money, remind them of their goal and help them decide how much of the money they want to put towards it, but encourage a minimum of that 25%. So if if they receive $20, they'd save $5, sure. right? So it's about, you know, talking about the process with your child and giving them a sense of control over this. And it's really important to give your child a special place to keep this saved money, right? If it's just floating around in their room, (laughs) it's gonna get lost. Um, So like something like a traditional piggy bank can be really fun for kids because they can physically see that money piling up. Um, However, opening an account, like you mentioned earlier in the show, um, for your kid at the credit union is also a really great opportunity for kids to learn how to navigate and interact with the financial system from the get-go, right? Which in and of itself is an important skill, right? So kids who visit um, branches with their parents are often more likely to feel comfortable and confident down the road accessing the tools available to them at the bank or the credit union when they're adults because they've been in that space before, they've navigated that before as a child. Right, which also helps them feel more empowered over the money that they have because they own that account. They have ownership of that, and that's a really important feeling for kids. Um, really, the goal here with this with the save portion of the save spend share model is to encourage your kids to want to save money for the benefits it nets them, not because mom and dad said it's what they have to do. It'll carry over throughout the rest it of will. their life. 
So save, spend, and share. How about the spending part of it? Yeah. (laughs) So spending is obviously going to be the easier skill to teach of all of this, um, (laughs) right? Because they receive that instant gratification when they make a purchase, just like you do, right? Yeah, but then I end up running (laughs) out of money. Well, there's that. That's part part of the lesson, though, isn't it? Um, Yeah, that's true. And it's better to learn that as a youth than an adult. Um, So as I mentioned earlier, with the Save, Spend, Share model, we suggest allowing your kids to spend about 70% of their money. So again, using that $20 example, that would be about $14 that they have to spend. Um, So the important part of teaching this skill, though, is to spend responsibly. Um, You don't have to necessarily teach somebody how to spend money. That's pretty intuitive. It's the responsible part that (laughs) you have to teach here. Um, So you're going to need to help them understand the difference between wants and needs, as well as learn how to prioritize those wants, right? Um, So you can, you know, let them know that wanting things is okay. There's nothing wrong with wanting things, but that they'll have to make choices about what they want to buy based on how much money they actually have. So if your child wants to buy five toys, but they only have enough money for two of them, you can help your child figure out which of these toys are most important to them and which ones they can live without or maybe which ones they want to save up for and come back and buy later when they have more money. Right, It's going to be really, really important here that you don't swoop in and give them that extra dollar if they're short. They they either have the money or they don't have it, and that's just real life. Um, are they going to be upset about it? Maybe. But if you manage expectations before you even go out to spend that money, that'll help. That'll really go a long way. Um, and then thinking about kind of teaching children need versus want... Um, It can be kind of hard with kids because their true needs, right? Food, clothes, housing, those are all typically already taken care of by you. Um, So you have to look for opportunities as they arise. So for example, let's say uh, your kid wants to go buy some ice cream from the ice cream truck. But earlier in the day, they broke their sister's toy. Well, they need to be responsible and replace that toy before they buy something for themselves. They may not like it, but it's really the right thing to do. Um, and another you know, opportunity to kind of talk about priorities and need versus want is reminding them of their savings goals um, and talking about, okay, well, if you spend all of this, you're not gonna have money to put aside towards your savings goals and you're, it's gonna be that much longer before you can get your new bike. You know, Those types right. of conversations are easy to have. And it, again, it puts that control back in your kids' hands so they have to think through those decisions. It's not you making the decision. If they think through it themselves, it's, that's really important. So with, with the save or the spend portion of the save, spare, spend, share model, so many S's, um, the ultimate goal is uh, to make sure that your kids understand that money has limits and that you have to be thoughtful about how and why you spend your money. You are subtly teaching them budgeting, aren't you? That's what we're really doing. That's exactly what Save, Spend, Share is, which is why I say even adults can follow this. All right. We will continue. Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Good Money Moves talking about Save, 
spend share. And I imagine we'll talk next about share right after this quick break on News Talk 1340, Carol C. AM, and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM, and 96.9 FM. Deep down, you knew it was coming, and you know. And Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM, and 96.9 FM. This morning on Good Money Moves, we've been talking about save, spend, share, a model for uh, working with kids, teaching them about financial responsibility, but it's financial literacy, which is basically the goal of this program as well, is mm-hmm. to uh, bolster financial literacy, both for uh, our young people and adults. Um, we talked about save, we talked about spend, that leaves us share. So, yes. Jenna, how does share fit into financial literacy? That's a great question. So um, this is probably a part that most people don't think about when it comes to teaching your kids about managing their money. Um, But kids are actually naturally willing and wanting to help other people. Um, So when your child's compassion button gets triggered by someone in need... You know, having a small portion of money available in their share bucket um, is going to really empower them to to lend a hand and do some good in this world, right? Um, So having the means to give helps instill a sense of confidence in your kids' ability to make a difference in this world. And, And really that's why with the save, spend, share model, the share is in there, right? And we encourage you to have your kids set aside about 5% of of their money for this purpose, right? Um, so again, I'm going to go back to that $20 example I've been using. That would be about $4 out of that birthday $20 bill that grandma gave them. That goes into this side bucket that when they want to help somebody in need, you know, maybe there's a school fundraiser that comes up, they want to buy a birthday gift for a friend, um, they use that money. Um, or they can just continue to build on it over time. And it, make make a donation to a cause that they care about. But I see this as a great tool because not only is it giving, it's teaching them the habit of setting aside a portion of their income for charitable donations mm-hmm. and good deeds. It's but it's also giving them that an ability to share in that good feeling when you yeah. do. You know, it's not mom and dad writing the check. It's this is your money. You actually are sharing and trying to make the world a better place, and, and it's coming directly from you and not your mom and dad. I think that's yeah, that's excellent. I love that. Oh yeah, I mean having having your kid use their own money for for things like making a donation, a school fundraiser, rather than you just like pulling it out of your wallet and handing it to them, they will feel such a greater sense of pride and accomplishment from that. They will feel a greater connection to the the cause that they're contributing to um it, it'll just be an amazing feeling for them so i the, that really is an important piece of the financial literacy for kids and the I spending just, when we talked earlier about the spending aspect of it when you know this is what you have and you know your friends want to go see this movie but you know what uh, the next night you wanted to go out to have pizza and mm-hmm. Guess what? <laughs> you have to make a choice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lots and lots of choices when right. it comes with managing money. And 
and you know we mentioned this too back in the episode where we talked about um kind of teaching teens financial responsibility um that sometimes you have to let them make those hard choices to learn the lesson <laughs> that, that's that probably was, the, that's the hardest part for the parent right there. Yeah, is it the, totally you know is. A, a lot of the failure to actually occur and have them feel the pain of having made the wrong choice. Yeah, oh, definitely. But it is the only way to actually teach them to make the correct choice down the road. I don't mm-hmm. know if I told you that when I a friend of mine growing up, his his parents. My, I thought my parents were fairly good about teaching us working with money, but his his parents were just. They should be teaching this class. They should be, but they're they're gone, unfortunately. Now, but yeah. when he got through high school, he had enough saved from his jobs and doing basically this exact same program is what you're talking about here. That mm-hmm. he never had to take a student loan. That's amazing. Yeah, there are very few people that can say that. Yeah, it was, and he even had enough money to buy himself a used pickup truck before going off to college. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't like he was suffering because of it he just made responsible choices more responsible choices than the average bear let's put it that way that's a that's a that's a great story thank you for sharing that so oh go ahead sorry i was just (laughs) gonna say um we actually probably need to share where we can find out more information (laughs) yes we kind of just as always just kind of scratch the surface when we talk about these sort of things oh yeah and you really want to dive into it, well, obviously go to rochestermoms.com and get involved in this. But where else can we find information about budgeting, financial literacy, good money moves, spending, saving, mm-hmm. and sharing? Sharing, I, I got that wrong, didn't I? Share, spend, save. There we go. I think as long as it's all in there somewhere. But yes, I would strongly encourage everybody to visit our website, firstalliancecu.com. Get subscribed to our blog. We release new financial tips and advice every week. Um, I've mentioned a couple past episodes of this show. Um, if you want to go back and listen to those, firstalliancecu.com slash podcast. Um, they're also on carocnews.com. You can subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, Spotify, and TuneIn podcast services as well. Find all the backlog of episodes there. Um, and exactly like you said, if you want to get involved with our Save, Spend, Share virtual skill building event for kids and parents where First Alliance and Rochester Mom partnered up to pro- create some really good educational content and a chance to win some prizes, check out rochestermom.com to get involved with that. Um, and of course, I strongly encourage you to reach out to our advisors at First Alliance Credit Union. Open your account for your kids. Um, it, it, it will be very helpful in you teaching these skills to your kids if, if there's a special place for them to put this money that they're saving. Um, and at the end of the day, it's the first step to start helping your kids make those good money moves. There you go. Good Money Moves, that's the name of the program. And Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union is with us, of course, this week. And we'll chat again next week. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thanks, Jenna. Thanks, Andy. Once again, Good Money Moves here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM at 96.9 FM. From the News Talk 1340.